It's not the Zade. It's not the story. It's the Zade story. Today on the Zade story, Kevin and Jordan talk about I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore. Written and directed by first-time filmmaker Macon Blair. Known from Blue Ruin and his part in Green Room, both directed by Jeremy Saunier. 2014's Blue Room was Kevin's favorite film of the year, and so once he saw this was available to stream on Netflix, he asked his wife, Jordan, to watch with him. This is their conversation. Welcome back to the Zade Story. My name is Kevin Zade, and today I'm joined by my most beautiful of co-hosts, Joshua Story. <laughs> Remember the last time you were on, you pretended to be me for a while? Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> I think we all thought it was way funnier than everybody else did. That's okay, because I listened to the Zade Story, and I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining me, babe. You're welcome. Uh so I watched this movie on a recommendation from a coworker who listens to movie podcasts weekly. They recommended this film, I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore, which is a mouthful to say. Uh, they recommended it because they heard it recommended on movie podcast weekly. So I watched it. I loved it. And I wanted to watch it with you. So I literally watched it two days later with mm-hmm. you. So I've already seen this movie twice. That's dedication. uh now we have kids awake because it's saturday morning which is not normally when we record nope and they're both throwing tantrums in their rooms right now so we thought let's utilize this time yeah now one of them wants you now so do you want to go see what they want nah okay so do you want to give a rundown sure this This is is the rundown the rundown Is there anything I can do? Okay, so the movie starts off with a girl named Ruth, played by Melanie Linsky, who I love. We both love her. Yes. We can talk more about that later, but correct, she's wonderful. So it starts off, she's like a nursing assistant, and one of her patients in the first 30 seconds dies with her in the room. And you can tell she's just kind of miserable at her job. She leaves and she's in her car and there's like this big, huge monster truck with just 
these huge exhaust pipes and it keeps revving his engine. You can tell she's annoyed. And then she goes to the grocery store and there's a guy that drops some chips on the ground and he doesn't pick them up and you can tell she's annoyed. And then she goes to <laughs> check out and someone check or someone cuts in front of her in line to check out and she's annoyed but doesn't say anything. She goes home to her house and drinks a beer and then she kind of wakes up and does it all over again and that's her life and you can tell she's kind of sick of it and when she gets home from work one day she goes to the fridge to get her usual beer and hears a noise and as she walks back to the back of her house she realizes that there's someone in the bedroom and so she grabs a knife goes in there but the person jumps out the window and she doesn't see him so she calls the police and someone has clearly broken into her house they stole her grandma's silver and they stole ruth's laptop and a couple other things and then when the cops come they are kind of basically acting like they don't really care but they're just kind of doing their you know their cop duties and she asks them you know are, are, you're gonna look for him right and they kind of say oh yeah maybe you should try locking your door and that's that and so she is really frustrated and through the, a course of events, meets one of her crazy neighbors as she's asking around, trying to figure out if anyone saw anything. And the crazy na- neighbor's name is Tony. Yep. And it's played by Elijah Wood, which I did not even realize, I think, until halfway through the movie, it was Elijah Wood. You didn't realize it until I told you. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you said you had no idea and would have it never guessed. It was like guessed. Tom Hardy in The Revenant. Yeah. Um, And he's just like this kind of crazy nerd guy that doesn't have any friends but like collects ninja stars and nunchucks and she ends up asking for his help to go get her computer because she has a locator on her phone and so they become friends he helps her go get the computer but it's like this straight i don't I, i'm trying to remember everything that happened you should do the rest of yeah this. no that's it i mean that's it they once she and tony once ruth and tony pair up just this series of unfortunate events these two are not action heroes but this this woman is just tired of people in the world just being selfish a-holes that's what she says (laughs) she at this one confrontation this guy's like what do you even want and and what she says is i just don't want people to be a-holes and so uh any yeah, this is kind of a uh, these two out of fish, or two fish out of waters. No, that's not what I'm trying to say. These two people who don't belong in this world just get wrapped up in this story of trying to figure out things and trying to do things right and just mm-hmm. make a difference. Get her laptop back. Teach the guy who stole her uh, stole her laptop a lesson that it's not nice to steal. <laughs> she gets her laptop back. She does, but it's kinda... but it's not. It, that's not the point. It's not the point. Like she just wants to. She's tired of people being like this. It's kind of pushed over the limit. Yeah, and the rest of the movie just has all these crazy things happen. It turns out that the person that broke into her house uh, was not the person that she got her laptop back from, and is a really bad dude. And she gets they kind of get intertwined with the wrong crowd, and. She ends up doing a lot of illegal things accidentally. (laughs) Accidentally, yeah. She ends up, she kind of ends up becoming the person she was trying to not be. We don't need to give too many more details or tell the rest of the story, but that was a great, great run there. Thank Thank you. Open sesame. Gotcha. 
I Police! Your son broke into my house. <laughs> I have no idea where he is. Vigilante action is a good way to get your wig knocked off. You have beautiful eyes, okay? What do you want? For people to not be assholes. I'm not letting you shoot anyone. Anyone, anyone else. All right, babe. Melanie Linsky. There's been several movies slash shows that she's been in since then that I have always loved. Uh, she was in a show called Togetherness, which yes. we, Kevin and I, loved. It was on HBO a couple years ago, but it got canceled. Uh, I think I just, what I love about her is she, to me, seems like one of the most real actresses in Hollywood. I mean, she, you know, isn't a size zero she is very naturally beautiful and i just feel like every character she plays is just such a real relatable character and the roles that she ends up being in to me just seem like such realistic roles to real life and i just i just relate with her and i really love her a lot and so just her being in this movie made me like it automatically and i just thought she did such a great job kind of uh, depicting this person that's just kind of sick of their mundane life and what that looks like. It just captured the emotion of that really well. So that was one of my favorite parts. Good. Uh, my other favorite part of this movie was, I guess, the the comedic relief. Like, it's... it's <laughs> I don't even know if you'd say comedic relief. It's To me, this movie was a comedy, which is really funny to say because there were some very serious things happening. Elijah Wood almost dies because he gets shanked multiple times. Um, she ends up being held hostage by these people and has to like go help them rob a house. And in the process, they kill several people. And But you're laughing because she's just vomiting profusely. She's projectile and vomiting it's, in it's the It's hilarious, background. even yeah. though there's really bad things happening. Or someone gets hit by a bus and it's just so funny because it's out of nowhere and so i just i liked how they use comedy in this movie to make events that would normally be serious not be serious and i thought that was just really well done so that would be my other favorite part nice yeah good tone which is actually really funny to me that you liked that tone because uh well kenny p and i were talking about comedy and you know the Coen Brothers is kind of a group we brought up where there's movies like True Grit, mm -hmm. which I think you hated. I hate Coen Brothers films. Right. And that's so funny to me because they use humor throughout a lot of serious situations <laughs> like Fargo and True Grit. And there's a lot of humor in these serious movies. And so I actually kind of thought that this was Coen Brothers-esque. You haven't heard my least favorite part yet. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> is that your least favorite it felt like a coen brothers movie yeah <laughs> that's awesome um so my favorite part of this uh has to be well yeah i i can't disagree with you on melanie linsky and elijah wood both of them just give great performances mm -hmm. they are very real characters they are characters that you that you know the, the elijah wood character is a guy you went to high school with the the melanie linsky character is probably a friend you know at work like 
it's there. The two characters are just so wonderful, and it's realistic enough. And so that's my second favorite part is the whole idea that this is kind of an action crime. It's not really a thriller, but like it's a crime movie. It's kind of a, a hero movie, but these are real people, and mm-hmm. I love the fact that they're not good at what they do. Mm-mm. This isn't <laughs> Matt Damon in uh, the Bourne movies, the Bourne movies, or or even even more so like uh, people who you don't expect to be good at this kind of stuff somehow are really good at it in a lot of action movies. Yeah, they're just naturally good at beating people up or killing people and these two are not good at that and they're scared and they don't fit in this world which makes the whole movie flow perfectly so uh, i love the acting i love the fact that these it feels like a real situation and it's it's just really fun yeah it is really fun yep i agree all right babe let's do least favorites okay i will try and explain mine the best i can but uh, I mentioned it earlier. I, I I don't like Coen Brothers movies. I've never liked them. Another one that I don't like is like Wes Anderson movies. I can't stand them. And to me, both of those movies kind of have like a... It's like they're weird for the sake of being weird. And I don't know how to necessarily put my finger on it, but you watch it and it just feels weird (laughs) i do i know how to put your finger on it it's an artistic direction okay and and it's just a style and you're right you famous directors you know by their style yeah exactly like uh the the coen brothers yeah wes anderson is a great example another director that's really stylistic would be darren aronofsky now he can do different types of movies but they all have that that style, not Darren Aronofsky, Terrence Malick. You hate Terrence Is Malick. Is he the tree of life? He's tree oh. of life to the wonder. Uh, movies that have a really artistic style, take it out of being a movie watch yeah. for you. Because it's it's almost like you're watching an art piece. Yeah. You know, and like for the sake of being weird is how you would describe it as they would describe it, is as their artistic sense of direction. Like, that's mm-hmm. their style that mm-hmm. they really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I I understand that because this is hard to put a finger on a specific example, but, like, this did have an artistic sense to where it was yeah. just – it was, it was just not real enough to be real. Yeah, it and I think – It was too quirky. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is that one of my favorite parts of the movie was – her character to me was such a relatable character and so there were elements where I felt like it was super relatable but then my least favorite part is it didn't quite get there for me because there was just that I guess artistic sense to it and I don't normally relate with that in movies and I think what it is for me with a movie is it's like I I don't want to have to work too hard and think too hard to see what like the point was behind everything I just want to watch it and enjoy it and so I think that so that's my least favorite part, and that's a nitpicky thing. I did like the movie, but I yeah, just no, felt like good. it kind of had elements of that, and I didn't like that. My least favorite part of this was uh, the two main bad guys. Mm. I mm-hmm. just thought that they were a little too cornball, yeah, a little too 
a little too over the top bad guy. Yeah. Um, that I love the twist with the the family that they end up interacting with, but a lot of the 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 camping scenes where like it almost felt like they were going like the the main guy was kind of he reminded me of Fagin from Oliver Twist like mm. getting the coins like yeah. he brought back the pearl necklace and he's like got that fake tooth and he's like yes this is a perfect pearl necklace you know like, <laughs> yeah. I just it's like eh, the, so the bad guys were a little corny to me which was disappointing because everything else seemed so realistic to me right. it seemed so fitting it all kind of fit in this in this real world that mm-hmm. they were trying to communicate but then these two bad guys uh i'll just call them fagin and the girl they yeah. kind of brought it they kind of brought it to cheese ball yeah. over the top uh mm-hmm. although the action at the end the 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 climax the everything in the film worked together it really fit perfectly um just a couple elements there i also didn't like i i felt like elijah wood's fate was a little unrealistic oh uh, yeah 100 percent. because I, he gets stabbed like 15 times and then all of a sudden he's like at a barbecue and he's fine not all of a sudden he's at a barbecue <laughs> and he's fine he's got a crutch he's like he's still bent he's still shaken up uh Shanken up. Sure. <laughs> nice. Um, okay, well, I guess we'll have to do a spoiler alert for the last 15 minutes of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that was good. So, uh, you know what the sound is. It's time to rate I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore. All right. I would give this movie four beers. Very good. Uh, you know, for all the reasons I said, I really liked it. There were a couple elements I, I didn't like it. There were a couple of elements I didn't like, but overall I thought it was a good movie. I'd watch it again and it was enjoyable. Good. I would give it a five beer. I, uh, I I have seen it twice. I was really excited to watch it again with you. I would be excited to watch it again with uh, friends. I would recommend it to people who like kind of dark, violent, comedian-style thrillers. Uh, I would definitely recommend this to Kenny. And uh, the Davises. I if if you like the Coen Brothers movies, you'll like it. If you like kind of dark satirical films, I think you'll like it. If uh, if violence and is not your thing, I'd probably stick stay away from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd give it a five beers. I think it's uh, I think it's really solid. And also, it makes me really excited to see the next movie that he does. Yeah. Um, you said this was his first movie, right? This is his first written and directed movie. Now, he played in Blue Ruin. Which you love. Which I loved. Directed by Jeremy Saulnier, who I love, who also did Green Room. Mm-hmm. So, like, these two guys, they've worked together quite a bit. I'm excited to see what they they bring next. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm also... I was looking through Melanie Linsky's IMDb credit as you were checking on one of our children... And she's been in over 70 films. Like, she's done tons of stuff. So it would make me excited to go back and kind of watch some more of her stuff. Because I think you're right. I think she's just naturally beautiful. I think she's a really great example of 
just a really good actress. Yeah. I think she brings a lot of heart and believability to all the characters well, she when plays. I th- when I think of her movies, I think most of the time that she is not the lead. She's an assisting actor. And so it's this movie was refreshing to see her in a lead. And I hope that I hope that she does more of that. Yeah. And, and while we're plugging Melanie Linsky, I definitely recommend HBO's show Togetherness. Yes. It got they stopped after two seasons, but those two seasons still are really worth it. Yeah, it's uh, a great, it's a great show. Yeah, we loved it. Yeah, so uh, I mean, we're just gonna be a short episode this week, anyways, because uh, this movie is available on Netflix. It opened at the Sundance Festival this year, so it's a good way to get your jump on 2017 films uh, when you're thinking about your end of the year list. I already am. Yeah. So far, I've got John Wick, Logan, and uh, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. movie last night. Do you remember what it was called? A Big Green. The Big Green. What was it about? Soccer. Yeah. The Big Green is a movie that Dada and Mama liked when we were kids. Did you did you like the movie? Yeah. What was your favorite part? Or favorite character? I know you had a favorite character. <laughs> you don't remember? Was it the goalie? The guy who was had big red hair. What was his name? Do you remember? Willie. Say it in the microphone. Willie. Yeah. What else did you like? Was there a, a mascot? Was there a was there a goat? What color was the goat? Green. <laughs> Is that silly? Did you uh did you did you like the movie? Yes. <laughs> You're nodding your head into the microphone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was there anything you didn't like about the movie? No? You liked it all? I guess we picked a winner. Mom, did you like The Big Green on a rewatch as an adult? It was interesting to see the humor that was the 90s versus now. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. It was nostalgic. It was nostalgic. I remember watching it and being like, Oh, I remember the knights and the zombies and the pirates. Yeah, yeah, I remember thinking it was so silly. We just wanted to to give a shout out and a little mini review of The Big Green because we watched it because it's St. Patrick's Day. What color do you wear during St. Patrick's Day, Gracie? Green. (laughs) Otherwise, what happens? Um, uh, People pinched. Oh, did you get pinched? You didn't? I remember you pinched me, but I was wearing green, so I had to pinch you back. <laughs> was that a fun holiday? Oh, wait. One more question, Gracie. How many chocolate chip cookies would you give the big green? Seven. Seven! Whoa. Wow. What's your favorite movie right now? Big green. <laughs> Is it the big green? You're silly. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, honey, I shrunk the kids. Well, I think that's also my favorite. Like, I, I thought you were going to say Moana. Thanks for listening. I said sorry. 
Okay, go back to coloring. <laughs>